would like to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall, a show on WEHC where we sit down and catch up with an alum and talk about life and projects and what's going on. And I am so excited today that my guest is Will Bodfish, Emory Henry class of 2013. How are you doing, Will? I'm doing wonderful, Monica. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm thrilled that you would be with us, and I hope that you'll join me in being excited about talking about all that you've got going on and some things that maybe are kind of kind of new, some new projects that you and I are talking about. So that's going to be fun. You mm-hmm. finished at Emory Henry in 2013 after being a hotshot soccer player and a, and a great student. You're laughing at hotshot soccer player. I, I, I know you were. Thank you. You're too kind. <laughs> all right. So did all that. And then tell us what happened after you left Emory Henry. What was your what was your major at Emory Henry? So, yeah, I had a really interesting undergrad to grad school transition. So my undergraduate major was physics with a minor in mathematics. Um, Initially, when I came onto campus as a freshman in 2009, I thought I was going to go into engineering. That was my career path that I was going to pursue. Um, Through experiencing athletics uh, at the collegiate level and then also what goes with that is injuries and, you know, you're performing at a high level. So you need to rehab at a high level and started to learn a little bit more through my um, collegiate athletic experience about rehabilitation, the rehabilitation sciences, the human body in itself. Um, So kind of developed this interest in the human body and rehab and um, news to me around my junior year Emory and Henry is developing a physical therapy program and it was very proud of it. Um, one of the first to come in this area. And so that really, I think kind of, you could say, pushed me over the edge away from engineering to, um, you know, more of a, a health, an allied health field. So with that came, you know, acquisition of some prerequisites. So I did end up coming back after I graduated in 2013 to do a couple more prerequisites that um, as you can imagine, the prereqs for engineering and physical therapy are not the same. So it was a little bit of an adjustment, um, but, you know, so glad that the Emory and Henry, um, the institution of Emory and Henry developed that program because I think that really steered me toward what has become a, a wonderful career for me and something that I've just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. So very, very confident I made the right decision, but also very grateful for Emory and Henry for being so progressive at that time. and taking on such a huge challenge of creating a school of health sciences. It seemed like a complete, um, you know, dream at the time, but to look at it now, uh, several years later, we've been so successful. So it's so great to to have not only been a part of it from the pre-contemplation stage all the way through execution. And now, um, as you alluded to being on the the complete other side of the coin where I'm, I'm a faculty member with the school of health sciences. Right. Well, you know, it, it's true that when uh, when we started looking at a school of health sciences, I think a lot of us had sort of a gut clench moment. We were like, wow, that is that is big. And is that something we can pull off? But like you say, the program is so well respected and and mm-hmm. and well attended that it really it's, it seems like the right gamble at the time, for sure. Absolutely. And one of the things that I have learned throughout my time with Emory and Henry is the, the faculty and staff at this institution have so much more passion for what they do than the average faculty and staff at other institutions. It's, it truly is just another, another level of dedication and, and sort of drive to want to improve this institution. Everybody who wears these colors has that sense of pride that, that I need to push Emory and Henry along. So 
Um, you know, looking back at it retrospectively, I'm not surprised we pulled it off. We have such a great team of people. Um, you know, we've had several pet presidents come through that have all been highly invested in the School of Health Sciences. Um, a, a great core faculty that had this vision and, and saw it through to execution. You know, uh, Dr. Chris Qualls comes to mind. I know he was a big pusher in the beginning, and he was one uh, faculty member that encouraged me as an undergrad to really get involved with health sciences, the pre-health club, all that um, kind of stuff. So no, I'm not surprised we pulled it off, but it, it was it was a big task, wasn't it? It was. It really was. And did you have to go back to get additional prerequisite classes under your belt, or did, were you still in school when you made that decision so you could, you could whip them so out? I, I was still in school. So it was around junior year that I decided to really start shifting toward PT programs. So I was able to capture a good amount of them, but I okay. did have to come back for one more year. I think I lacked about uh, three or four courses, like the human anatomy, for example, is, is offered on a pretty um, different schedule as every other course in the biology department. So I had to come back and get human anatomy, physiology, some of the big ones that I couldn't right. fit in. Because right. I did, I did want to go ahead and see through. I had made so much progress through physics and, and minor in mathematics. I did want to see that through, and that is an area I'm really passionate about, and something I enjoy as a hobby nowadays. Uh, I, let me get this straight: you do physics and mathematics as a hobby? <laughs> Not necessarily physics and mathematics as a hobby, but I do love um, aerospace. Um, I do love space in general, so. I'm very passionate about space exploration and, you know, part of my daily reading rituals going to NASA's website and reading through that. So I think uh, a lot of what I focused on when I was doing my physics education at Emory and Henry was the astrophysics course and the anatomy courses. Those are my two favorites. Um, so I think those have become more of a hobby now. Uh, I've got my own, you know, amateur telescope, go out in the back and, and look at look at the stars every once in a while. We live in a great area for it. So you'd be remiss to not look at those stars. That is so cool. You know, I'm just so relieved that you're not sitting around with like a, sli a slide rule in your spare time. That was kind of scaring me a little bit. No, 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 definitely not. That. Okay, good. All right, good. Yeah. You know, speaking of telescope, this is sort of an aside, but have you been to those places that they're establishing now called dark parks? Have you heard about I have about not, this? but I've heard of them. Yes. Yeah, I really, them. I think they're doing one at Natural Tunnel. I've been sort of itching to go because I, I think that's a cool program because there are just so many places that aren't dark enough to see the stars. And so they're providing that space for folks who like to see the stars and see the night sky. All right. Well, that's an aside. So now, now though, now you're a faculty member at School of Health Sciences. Tell us what your position is there. So I'm in the physical therapy program. I'm the assistant director of clinical education, and I'm also an associate clinical professor. So that's a fancy way to say that um, I help oversee all of the clinical education components of the physical therapy program. And then I also um, teach two to three courses a semester in different subject areas. Do you love it? Absolutely. I, I am so, so addicted to doing it. it it's been great. Um, the faculty, the staff up there is a phenomenal team. We have areas of expertise that touch just about every corner of the physical therapy degree that you could. Um, a wonderful team. We come from all over. Um, I'm the only one. Actually, I take that back. We do. Our program chair is an alum from the undergrad program, Dr. Coley. Um, but so I'm the only health science alum that's on, on faculty there. And um, I think I bring a unique perspective. So I do, I do sort of represent the, the paradigm shift of what we're creating at the School of Health Sciences. 
Yeah. And Dr. Coley, this is this is breaking news. He just was um, given an alumni award for 2022. So when you see him, slap him on the back and tell him congratulations. So well, it's, I'm sure it's well deserved. Well, yeah, because you know he was one of the founding members of the faculty there, and you know that's pretty mm-hmm. cool that they took a chance on an Emory Henry guy to do that. And so it's it's exciting to see that he's the chair of the department now. It it is so exciting because I I do remember I was actually one of the students that he called personally to tell that we had gotten accreditation that everything was going to go forward with the physical therapy school. So for a while I was, um, me and several other students had applied and been admitted, but we were playing a waiting game to make sure the accreditation came through. So I remember all the way back in 2015, getting that phone call from, from Dr. Eric Coley at the time. And, uh, he was the director of clinical education at that time. So he's since stepped up to program director. That's a big moment, realizing that, that the thing that the place that you chose is good accredited and it's okay and you can move forward with your plan. Did you have a backup plan just in case? Um, I did, but I had actually, so it came to a point where I had to either operate on the backup plan or sort of roll the dice and wait two more months to see what happens with Emory and Henry. And um, I put my faith in the right places and it, and it helped. So I did yeah. actually end up ditching. My backup plan was Radford. Um, I had gotten into there, but their program started in the summer and ours started in the fall. So a um, little bit different timeline. So I did end up declining Radford in hopes that um, Emory and Henry was going to pull through and they and boy, did they. Well, bless your heart for, for having confidence in them to get it done. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of hoops to jump through there at the beginning, for sure. Well, and it's cool to me to hear you say that, you know, it's one thing to, to be excited about the program before you get into it, or maybe even as a student, but to see it from both sides and still have the level of excitement that you do is pretty cool because some people get jaded, you know, they get the jobs yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. it gets weird. You see, you see the behind the curtain kind of thing and it's not as cool, but you are, I mean, I, this is not our first conversation about this and you are super enthusiastic about this. Absolutely. And I think what what gives me that level of enthusiasm is I just know what we have to offer as an institution. And I know that, you know, just quite frankly, we we can't be matched. I think we we can really do and provide us such a high level of physical therapy education. And there's programs popping up all over the country. And um, I'm not sure if you knew this, but another responsibility of mine at a volunteer level is I sit on the board of directors for physical therapists in the state of Virginia. I did not. So. Um, I, I'm pretty well in tune with it, certainly at the Virginia state level, what's going on in physical therapy education, what the other programs are doing and what they kind of look like. And, um, you know, just personally, from my perspective, both as a faculty member and as a student, I, I don't think our student relations can be topped. I think our student experience is one of the best in the state. Um, and I, I would run for in the country as well, because, we have that intimate quality that Emory Henry undergrad provides where you're in a smaller class size, you're in an environment that really cultivates learning at a comfortable pace, at a digestible pace. And we definitely bring that into our, in our physical therapy program. And it's something that we're all passionate about as a faculty. We have the class sizes capped off at levels that we feel like conduce um, that type of learning environment. And that's something that we've definitely adopted and continue to carry forward from the undergrad institution. So I just, I, I feel like I'm in a great place. I, I wouldn't want to work here if I didn't have this level of confidence in it. And so I think um, me being willing to step out of the field and back in, back into the institutional setting really signals that I have a lot of faith in what we're doing here. 
Exactly. Well, and you know, I always tell students who are looking at Emory and Henry, it's not the kind of place where the faculty members sit back and hope that you'll flunk out. It is a place where every faculty person wants you to succeed and they will bend over backwards to help you get there. And it's yep. everything I've heard about the School of Health Sciences is that time too. It just feels like they really want to make sure that their students Absolutely. know what they need to do and get the opportunities before they graduate to, to be successful. That, and you're so right. And we have very strong mentorship programs, both faculty to student, but also we cultivate student to student mentorship as well, because we think it's really important that as a student, you have several different avenues in order to get your needs addressed. And, um, you know, the more opportunities you have, hopefully the more things that are that are being prevented from falling through the cracks. Yeah. And do you have a hard time finding places? Uh, your job is to make sure they have places to do their clinicals. Do you have enough, do you have enough places to choose from? So um, yes and no. Um, I, we always want more because students always want options. Um, basically we have enough to, to get by in terms of what we need, but we always want to have more. Um, I think one of the things that makes clinical experience so valuable is that the students do have a hand in choosing where they go, what type of settings they're going into to really take charge of their educational experience. Um, locally, you know, we, we get a great turnout. Our clinicians, our, our local clinics and hospitals are so supportive of our institution and we couldn't be uh, more grateful for their contributions. Um, I think where we still have room to grow is just nationally. We just need to keep getting our name out there, um, sort of the further reaching areas of the state. It, it, we still need to get our name out there a little bit more. And then, you know, our surrounding states, North Carolina, Tennessee, um, West Virginia. So just broadening our network more. But I think as we grow, as our alumni grows, as our faculty grows, that those are all things that are going to come with growth. That's a good segue to something else I wanted to talk about. And talk about, and one of the things. Let me very quickly let everybody remind everybody we're speaking today with Will Bodfish, Doctor Will Bodfish. Is that right, Doctor Will Bodfish? Yes, okay. ma'am. So we're speaking today with Doctor Will Bodfish, who is um, a 2013 graduate of Emory Henry, also a graduate of the Emory Henry School of Health Sciences, and now part of the faculty and staff at um, the Emory Henry School of Health Sciences in Marion. And we're talking about opportunities for those students. And you were saying that it would be nice to have additional locations to put students for their clinicals and that more national um, attention would be nice. And one of the things that occurs to me is students who are people who come to this school to be a student, they're from all over the country. And I'm mm -hmm. guessing that a lot of them probably leave to go all over the country. Is that right? That is, that is correct, and it, it seems to be trending more and more that direction now that we're getting more notoriety as a program. So it's, could that work to your advantage to be able to have people sort of place? Because, I mean, it would be nice if a lot of those people decided, I love Southwest Virginia and I want to stay here, mm -hmm. and I hope you're going to tell me you have some people who do that too. But yes. I'm, I'm thinking that as people go back to Denver and California and some of those places, that they would have additional placement opportunities for students. Absolutely. So two things on that subject. One, um, as a part of admissions, we do try to identify local individuals as well as distant. So we do like to see um, local folks coming and joining our program and then, of course, contributing to healthcare in this area. Um, 
I think one of the founding principles of the School of Health Sciences was notify, noticing a need for healthcare in this area. We're an underserved rural area um, and providing a solution to that. So one solution is obviously to produce more healthcare providers that are going to work in this area. Um, I think each class does at least have a couple of those that do want to stay in this area. And it's not necessarily Marion or Emory or Abingdon, but it's, you know, Carroll County, Galax, Rural Retreat. So, you know, the whole Southwestern Virginia area. So we do have those students that are representing that and then continue to, which is wonderful for us as a program. And then as you alluded to, you're absolutely right, Monica, the more alumni positive experiences that we can have, the more likely they are to contribute in forms of service to our institution by taking students in the future. Um, one of the things I think Emory and Henry does well at an undergrad and a graduate level is we instill that drive to participate in service in our students and our faculty members. So students almost leave with this contagious um, need to continue to participate in service. And we do remind them and, and whenever we have a reach out, we say, hey, when you're ready, once you've gotten your feet underneath you and you're comfortable, consider taking our students because we'd love to, to continue to pass the torch forward. Um, and we have noticed an, an increase in, in alumni involvement at a clinical level. For example, we just sent out about uh, close to 300 emails last week requesting sites all over the country and about four or five of them, um, you know, these are just general contacts like student affair email addresses. A couple of them I got back, hey, I'm so-and-so. Um, I was an alum from the School of Health Sciences. I would love to have students here. I'm so glad you guys reached out. So we are noticing slowly that that is starting to become a chain of, chain of events, which is really encouraging. Um, I love hearing that, love seeing that, especially in, like you said, those remote areas, Denver, Colorado, Phoenix, you know, yeah. New Jersey, Pennsylvania. We have alumni from the School of Health Sciences all over the country and internationally as well. So very cool. Great, great opportunities for us lie ahead. Well, and one of the challenges that you and I have been talking about is the fact that we've got to do, I've got to do a better job of trying to track down some of those alumni and keep in mm -hmm. touch with them to get e contact information, email addresses and that sort of thing. And I guess I'm, I think we both hope that, that this conversation is sort of a first step toward getting the word out that if we don't know where you are and we don't know how to get in touch with you, then we can't have you as part of this exciting alumni network. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and another thing I want alumni to realize, if they haven't heard from us, that means we don't know how to get in contact <laughs> with you. So, you know, it, it's a two-way street communication, right? So reach out, you know, to, to your office, Monica, you can even reach out to the School of Health Sciences, any contacts you have there and, and request to be included in alumni information, because not only is it opportunity for service, like you said, but a lot of great stories and a lot of really good things are coming out from your office. So I, I'd like for everyone to realize that if you're not receiving these communications, that's because we don't we don't know how to get in contact with you. Because Lord knows we knock at the door. Just it may be the yes. wrong door, but we're knocking. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> we're sending it somewhere. It's going somewhere. Yeah. Well, and I got to tell you, I, I hear from um, undergrad alumni all the time who say to me, I had to be in rehab last week and the kid who helped me out was from Emory and Henry and she was great. And, or I went to such and such clinic and the young man who helped me was an Emory, Emory and Henry graduate. And oh my goodness, was he terrific. I, those are the kind of, that's the kind of feedback I hear from people all the time about how terrific yeah. your students are. 
our, our students are amazing. And, and it, it goes even further than that, Monica. We have students that go into, um, I can think of one in the one last year that went into the UVA medical system. So massive, huge medical system in Charlottesville, Virginia, where they're taking, you know, numerous students a year. Um, one of their seasoned clinicians of 30 or 40 years came, came to us and said that this was one of the best student experiences she's ever had was a, an Emory and Henry student. Wow. So just to know that we're not only are we having a, a, sm- a big impact in our small pond, but we're having a big impact in the big pond too. Um, That's so so great. I, well, I think well, you're what, so right. Our students are doing well. What do, what do you all do up there that gives them the sort of, you know, skills and self-confidence? Because they've got to have a little self-confidence when they walk into that situation or else they're going to be like me hiding in the corner and hoping nobody asks me a hard question. But you know, your sure. kids get in there and, you know, do the work and do it well. So what do you what do you say to those young people to give them that boost that they need? Well, I think, first off, we can't discredit a lot of their accomplishments in life that that have shaped them into who they are. So part of it, a huge part is our admissions process. We have very targeted questions, very targeted um processes that we're trying to identify. We want we want problem solvers and we want we want helpers. We want people that are contribute to the solution. Um, and so you need to be analytical, but you also need to be personable. So I think finding that nice balance between having the information, but then how can you actually deliver it to another human being? So we encourage a lot of group or group projects, a lot of communication based uh, projects where collaboration between other programs, between other students, other faculty members is, is integral in the process. But then we also, we believe in the three touch policy with all uh, didactic material. So we want everything in the program to be touched three times to ensure um, knowledge and comfortability with that material. So that transcends throughout all the coursework. So you may learn something in your anatomy class, then you're gonna relearn it again in your musculoskeletal class, and then you're gonna relearn it again one more time in your multi-systems class. So it just comes all full circle and we're constantly revisiting the information, especially when you're um, new to physical therapy, like in your first year of the program. You need that repetition to build that comfortability, which I think is going to breed the confidence you're speaking about. Well, yeah, and, it, you know, it's it's new information, and it's it's important that, that we understand how these things are linked to each other. So I love that you, you know, sort of, sort of hammer it home. You don't just kind of breeze past it. Yeah, and it's there is so much to cover in physical therapy in such a small period of time. We have really only two years, our entire third year's clinical experience is clinical rotations. So you have basically two years to squeeze a doctorate degree in, in six semesters. And the students, um, you know, they, they are hardworking individuals. They get through it. Um, you know, they give it everything they have. And so we, we try to meet them halfway as the faculty. We understand they're in a, a stressful situation. They've been through a lot, but how can we help them get every little last drop out of this educational process before they go out on the clinicals and then spread their wings and fly? That's awesome. All right. So let's hope, let's just hope that there are some cool alumni from the School of Health Sciences listening to this interview, reading the story. So. We're, going to, we're going to put a story on the webpage. Let's hope they're paying attention. What do we need to tell them that they want to, if they want to update, they can contact me in the alumni office at alumni at ehc.edu. If, can they contact you? Absolutely. Yes, I would strongly encourage that. They can contact me and they don't even have to be willing to take students to contact me. They just have to want to get involved at an alumni level. So whether that's just 
being informed or an active participant. We'll take all the above, won't we? Exactly. And as soon as you get an updated email address or mailing address, you're going to send it on to me. And it's going to be a beautiful little synchronous relationship. Yep. We're going to update all those school of health sciences people. Well, and it's like mm-hmm. you say that they are doing such great things in the world. We want to be able to tell more of their stories as we are telling yours. And we want to be able to connect them to um, younger students as they come along. So it's, it's important to hear from folks. It, it absolutely is. And especially when we come from such a small program, such a young program as, as the one we have, we just, it's important that we do keep people updated on how successful we've been. Um, I really, in my honest opinion, I think we're way ahead of our time. I think we're, we're producing at a very high level, both in terms of our knowledge outcomes. We have great board exam pass rates, which is the not fun part, but we're also producing the the fun part, which is great clinicians that are having a huge impact in the systems they go and work for. So I, I we are very proud of that. I know for a fact your office is proud of that. We're definitely proud of it as a program and we want to get on the mountaintops and preach. I think preach is the, is the last word. I think preach is the perfect, perfect <laughs> word to end on. That is great. Dr. Yep. Will Bodfish, Emory and Henry class of 2013, and a member now of the School of Health Sciences faculty. We're so glad that you're with us and so glad to have, I feel like you're sort of our secret alumni mole up there that's going to help <laughs> us bridge this gap and, and get to some good answers. And like you say, that you know, not only is the school doing well, but our kind of secret weapon is our alumni. It's the fact that we have great and enthusiastic and helpful alumni who mm-hmm. understand why service is important. I love that you said that because because their commitment to service also includes, you know, giving back to those coming behind them. Yeah. And and for the, for the most part, all the clinicians I have contact with are in a hundred percent agreement that that's the best way for them to stay involved. So we just want to keep cultivating that. That's great. All right. Will, thank you very much. And thank you for being our guest today on the Duck Pond Wall. Everybody watch for a a, a story on the webpage about this. We'll have some links to the School of Health Sciences and also to ways you can be in in touch with Will and with me and update your information. And I hope that everybody will be back with us next week on the Duck Pond Wall. And stay tuned to WEHC because there's some great stuff coming up next. (music) 